Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Three's the hard way, three's the hard way, three's the hard way. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Uh, but we were there, got things done, uh, 
got hoodooed literally by some weirdo with some face paint and a crazy hat. But luckily, Brian was there to bail us out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that crossbody, Brian. Let's talk about that crossbody. Why? I've been sitting around not doing this. That should have been your finishing move this whole time. (laughs) You know what? I I know Bill Butch is going to hate this. I'm a big fan of when Mike Knox started doing it for no reason. Just <laughs> burly guy just crossbody and people half his size for no reason. And I honestly didn't think I, – I, it's not even that I didn't think I could do it. I just never thought about doing it. And then I was like, you should just do some crossbodies. And I was like, yeah, sure. So why not? And, and like I, most I, things, it started as <laughs> us just joking around. Oh, we should just do 90 crossbodies. Um, and then I forgot about it. And so I'm sitting there trying to will my team to victory. And <laughs> just does a crossbody. And I was confused, <laughs> bewildered, but luckily it was, it, it was functional. It was your <laughs> it got the job done. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Wait a minute. That one dude in the face with a knee. That goes without saying. <laughs> you want to use your body as a And he just said, there looks. And then, you know, 
shames us, but then want to get in on the fun at the end of it. I'm like, what? What kind of mess is this? That's what he is. That's the, I'm telling y'all, you, you, the, the person you see as cheater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacred ground was the perfect, the the perfect summation of who cheater is. That's exactly what and angry every, and mean and surly. Every way. Sacred Ground Chapter 7 will go down as the, the Night of Jeter because that whole intro that he did, I can tell you, <laughs> that wasn't the booker in his ear saying, hey, man, this would be great. That was not the case. Uh, that was the booker in the booker's ear and like, hey, this would be great. No, this is what this I'm is gonna what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just got to know when to get out of the way. And I got out of the way. I knew this thing was real. When I saw his entrance gear, this had to be four months ago. It was August. It was, no, no, it was it August, wasn't it? It might have been. It might, you know what, Brian? You're right. It was pre Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, it was, he had this for a good minute. He I mean, my mom sought out. Yes. <laughs> Sought out somebody online to special. Can you imagine what that woman was going through when she checks her <laughs> Etsy email and sees a message from Jeter, and it probably reads something like, "Excuse me, ma'am. My name is Jeter. I'm a professional wrestler in the state of Georgia. Current PCW heavyweight champion. We have a very special event on September 17th for this Prince event. Do you think you could make a size 3X, 92 long, purple vest?" That's three. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to get in trouble, Brian. <laughs> that, that is that is you. That we don't is what you do. We're doing this show. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I kind of I had a whole thing planned out for me and Woody, and and Woody got the mountain crud or some sort of hillbilly disease. I don't know what goes on up there, but if it was bad enough to get Woody sick. I mean, he must be on death's door because what he is, he I'm, I'm going to say, he is the hardest working man in wrestling. I, I'll put him against anybody. And that was before we got his knee fixed. So he must be sick. Um, so I'm going to talk about the thing. I'm going to save that for me and him because, you know, it's rare that the three of us, that anybody gets to hear our conversations. So here's what we're going to talk about tonight. Bad stuff about everybody. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so, Shane, you started training um, when PCW was still at WWA 4. Brian, yeah. how long was it before you came in? Uh, I came in in 2009. We, we started PCW at Academy what, 2010, right? Yeah, yeah. so we were there. We came out there. Yeah. So it was, was like 2009. August 2009. So, Shane... Who was the worst person in your class? <laughs> God, um, um, give me a second. <laughs> All right, so he had this one kid whose name I just don't remember, and I refuse to. So he came in. Thank you. He came in straight from the backyard, 18 years old. First person he ever watched was Stone Cold, but you know he was as happy as as a lark just to be in a wrestling suit. No Stone Cold was my man. 
So we give him the spot. We give him a spot where, okay, so we're going to put you with Pandora, Nicholas Grendel, and Rapture, who would later be known as Wayland Grimm. We're going to put you in this spot. We're going to give you this because you're athletic. You know, you're dumb, but you're athletic. So they put him in this spot, and something happened, and he got hurt. He's trying to keep gasping for air. <clears throat> so someone says, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, breathe. They say, no, it's, oh. Oh, I'm okay now. Thank you. Oh, he just forgot to breathe. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. He forgot, he forgot his natural instinct to fucking breathe. Hmm. I'm going to fight this instinct. I will not breathe. I will not let him know I'm hurt by not breathing. <laughs> I, I forgot what happened to him. I think he might have just got dropped, and he forgot how to breathe. Needless to say, needless to say, at some point he was talking, he was talking to Smack at the um, youth hospital where most of the wrestlers used to live at when I moved down here at the time. And one Friday night, the kid got stretched by feet. I was I was not there for such stretching, but I heard the tale. He was to say he never came back after that. Oh my God, Brian, <laughs> who you got? Uh, that's hard. We cause we consider our class just a five of us: me, Jeter, Vega, Vandal, and Naja. Oh, oh, that is tough. Crazy. Okay, well none of those guys are bad. Those no, no, guys no, no, are all good. No. Um, it was so many more people that came in. Kilgore came in. Yeah. They broke. What y'all broke Kilgore's neck or his back? Because I think Shane did. It was, it, was, it was probably me that broke his back. And, but you remember that one dude that came in wearing the Hogan jump? This tall black dude just came in. Yeah. I kind of wish I could remember his fucking name. But, yes, I do remember. I, I think this dude was the worst. He just came in. Thought he knew everything. We was doing one drill, and he just just kept going, just just kept going. And Steve was just yelling at us, "Get him out of there! Get him out of there!" We sat on the outside of the ring like, oh, oh, "We don't know how to get him out of there." And who was it? Nemesis that just demolished that boy. Issue number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just beat that boy senseless. I'm like, well. Nothing that was left. When in doubt, can you enforce it? Exactly. <laughs> Trouble in. I'm not going to say what the second. Never mind. Um, uh, so, all right, Shane, who was the worst person that finally turned it around? Out of my class? In general, because you, you span so many, and I think that there's probably more of those guys than just out-and-out out terrible ones. At least those. Mm-hmm. You'll remember those guys' names, at least. Um, guys who, uh, mm, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's, I wouldn't say terrible than turned it around. I would say guys who... 
I'll put in the category of guys who finally got it. Yeah. And one guy that got it after fighting it for so long is Jeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeter. Even last week when he, when he finally got it. <laughs> yeah. It, it took a while because he had already set his mind how he wants to be. How yes, he, he did. How he did. It's like he wanted to be a like, 300 pound cruiserweight. He, he did. He, he wanted to be. He wanted to be Samoa Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a sense, that's what he wanted to be. He wanted to be Samoa Joe, and he finally realized. Which, which you know, which isn't bad for a guy that might be your size, Shane, or your size, Brian. <laughs> But Jeter has the thing or has the thing that you literally can't grow or you can't teach. It just he's got that thing and man, it but I, I remember even knowing from just watching him, like, that's a dude that is fighting all the wrestling instincts, all the wrestling yep. tropes, all the history. He is fighting it. <laughs> he yep. he does not want to get in here. And as Jeff G. Bailey says, can you throw a big boot and do a choke slam? <laughs> If I put another guy on that list, I would take someone who had improved so much over the years to be Vega. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Vega is a guy that, you know, he went from he went from a guy who had so much potential, but just, you can see how he's trying, but he's trying too hard. Yeah. So once he, once he finally slowed down, Found himself finding himself more and more. It was like, okay, all right, this is me. He starts finding his groove. The next thing you know, it's you know, kids off and running. He's in California now doing his thing, um, recovering. Shout out to Davis. Every day. Every day I get mad that he was gone before I really got to put my hooks in him. <laughs> I, didn't, I never really got to book Vega. I think he worked one show that that I was involved with, and that was about it. Um, we did slap him and Brian around on Empire Day. That was pretty funny. I mean, it, it, it is the anniversary. It is. Oh. It is the anniversary. Oh, it my is. God. What a banner day that was. So, for <laughs> all of those who might not know, um, on, on this day, <laughs> <laughs> we, it was, so, PCW is in Porterdale. Peach State is yep. in Carrollton. They're about on a clear on a clear day with good traffic. That's that's an hour at least, give or take. At least, um, at least. Um, PCW starts at six, um, and we have kept the tradition of never starting on time alive during my era as well. So, um, but you know, Shane has a first-half match with Freddie Aja. Um, 60-minute, legit 60-minute Iron Man match with Aja. The second half of the show is main evented by his tag team partner, Casey Kincaid, against Chip Day. And so they do those matches. Now, normally you work that hard, we're going to eat, and we're going home. Well, this night, <laughs> Peach State has a tournament for the tag titles. 
Now, we had just started our run at Peach State not too terribly uh, long before that. And as I mentioned uh, earlier, we were a different group at the time. But things happened, and Casey was, was there to fill in. So we get in the car, and I'm driving like a maniac to get to the show. And we walk in, and it is the proverbial, you walk in and your music starts playing. And so we get to the ring. Because, we, I mean, we were, we were late, and I hated it, and Rick had to, had to book, had to maneuver. So they even had started, like, the second round of the tournament before we got there. We had to have the final first-round match. Was that? Mm-hmm. And so we have the match. We win the match. And then our opponent's music hits. <laughs> and we have the next match. We don't go to that. We don't do anything. We have the match right there. We go to the top. We go to the side. We do a huddle. Quick <laughs> huddle. These two French dudes show up. Now we got to go to war on Bastille Day. It's we're worried. Uh, we win that thing. We get to the back. And we're like, all right, man. Whew. Intermission. We won the second round. Surely we're in the main event. No. We are next. Five minutes smoke. Are you guys ready? And I just hear, hey, let's go. I said, what? Where's my hat? Um, so we get our hats on, and mind you, the professionals that we are, we all change clothes. Yes, we did. <laughs> Because Rick Michaels taught us that a long time ago. You got multiple matches. You need to change your gear. Um, and if you wait seven years, I'll have you some new gear made. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get out there, and the finals is Brian and Vega. And so luckily they were at least guys we knew, so we kind of knew what to expect and we had a good match, and we win the thing. Now, most folks would just go home. As they sh- we should have just gone home. Not us. We should have. We, I'm glad you did We go to Little Five Points. <laughs> I don't know why we go to Little Five Points. I, to this day, oh, I, I was thinking about that all day. Like, why the hell did we go to Little Five that night? You know what? Something with heat was sending us there. I guess so. It was it was nearly Halloween, and Little Five Points is full of freaks and geeks, and we go in the restaurant, As usual. and it's just, yeah, yeah, nothing unusual about Little Five Points, and it's just crazy. It's just a crazy night. I think, um, like, there was a soccer hooligan almost fight. Um, yes. There was us being our normal selves, and then I think I went outside to smoke while, they were, while we were waiting. And it's just a lady with one exposed breast outside. Just one. Granted, she was with her boyfriend. She was with her boyfriend at the time. But that was going on. <laughs> so I walk back inside. I'm like, um, Shane? Chase? I think there's a bare breast outside. Um, but what could, could do with a second opinion. So Shane pretends to be on the phone, naturally. Gentleman that he <laughs> He goes outside. Comes back in and just confirms there indeed is a bare breast. Well, okay, just making sure I had all my faculties. I'm like, all right, we've eaten, we've 
had a libation or two. We've had nine matches. Probably better get out of here. But before we could do that, our waitress had to do some sort of weird dubstep rap for us. Um, <laughs> our black British waitress wearing a giant afro wig. Or maybe she just had an afro. It might have even been a wig. Um, so that was Empire Day. <laughs> so we always remember that day with fondness. Man, we did a lot of ripping and running. God. Uh, funny. <laughs> only thing I remember about that that whole day is a spot that we did with uh, the BFF. Well, I, I went to hit the rope, and they pulled the rope down. And I was just supposed to fall out the ring, but I didn't. I just fell back first onto the apron, and everybody I thought I was dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think it was Zach rolled me in the ring. It was like going to the finish. He was like, go, 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 let's go, let's go. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. They just, I'm they just thought I was dead. I think Ricky, so I guess I think Ricky was like, you yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I got to get in the second round. We need him. All right. I won the match. We got to go. <laughs> oh, God. It was a good time. Follow. It was a good day. And it was followed by many days. Very similar to that. I mean, it felt like for the longest time we never had one show. It felt like we had to double every time, which is great. Okay, that that brings me to my next point. Because, see, as far as my foray, foray into the wrestling business, I have been with Shane Mark since day one. Mm-hmm. Day one. Um, he didn't know that. <laughs> but... We, I started with him and have been there ever since. And, you know, I remember, oh, God, I remember being nervous and like, what if I'm not good at this? What if I have just hyped myself up to believe I'm good at this and I'm not good at this? Um, and so we walk out that first night and uh, Jagged Edge, who had put all this together, got hurt like three weeks before. Yeah. Um, and his arm is in like a robot sling mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to go out Well he had just been to the doctor And they had given him like Like antibiotics And, and pain medicine both And he was taking them He was I, I said, I'll say a lot of bad things about the jagged edge But I will not lie on him He was not mistaking his, his medicine um, But something in the mixture just didn't agree, and so here I am, about to walk out into my first wrestling event, cut my first promo, and Jagged Edge is bent over in a heap. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally a minute before we walk out, and I said, uh, I, "I think his arm is like just completely swollen more than it was before." Yeah, because of the medication. Well, up like, look at my arm, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I said, uh, "Hoka, you gonna make it, bud?" I don't know. I said, well, okay. I'm out there. I don't know anything, but I'm breathing. So I got one up on you. And I said, you start cutting your promo, and if something's going wonky, you just hand me the stick, and I'll see what happens. And uh, Shane doesn't know anything. (laughs) He didn't know I was going to be there. Um, And we walk out. Doing our stuff and Jacket starts talking. He's all right. He 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 professionalizes it up. He, he gets through it. 
does his piece, hands me the mic, and I start to talk. And I'm just kind of looking out in the crowd, you know, making eye contact, being mean to people. And I look, and there's Stephen Platinum. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Could <laughs> 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 this fucking get any weirder? <laughs> um, this is all, this is very strange. Still the thing, we go back. And the main event that night is Shane Marks versus Bull Buchanan. Can't go wrong with that. that. You know, after we get through that, we're done, you know. The rest of it is it's just paint by the numbers. It's Bull and Shane. You're not worried about that. Bull's wife gets sick. Mm-hmm. Got to go. Bull Buchanan's got to go. This is this is a real-life emergency. So now I'm thinking, like, am I some sort of black widow? <laughs> is this – I have heard – for a long time, you got to keep these marks out of business. Like, are they wrestling gods, and are they out to get me? <laughs> and so I am told by the powers that beat, hey, you need to go cut this promo and explain that the main event's not going to happen the way we planned it. Oh, really? Okay. Go do that. Blah, blah, blah. We wrestled Drew Adler. Everything's fine. And I get to the back, and I'm like, all right, I survived. And then not three weeks later, um, we're doing whatever, and I'm, we're in the main event again. And I'm already like, this main event stuff is for the birds. Get <laughs> 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 me on. Oh, really waiting around. So, Brian and Shane, how long did it take for y'all to get to that point? Because you had to do a lot more work than I had to do to get there. So, my path on everything was escalated, but y'all had to work from suicide thrills and, and chop lines. Yeah, you had to do all yeah, that. Was, so, mm. did it take you longer to get, you know, to get in the groove? Was it still like, oh, man, I'm really, I really worked hard and earned this. I'm, my first main event, my second main event, my tenth main event, I'm still really happy about it. You know, it gets, for me, it gets to a point where... I enjoy it because the company has faith in me to put me in that spot. And I I feel like I've earned that right to be in that spot because I do work hard. I do enjoy doing what I'm doing. I do work hard every single time I go out there. So once you finally do get it, you're happy to be there. But I do recall, I'll always remember this, Sacred Ground 1, I'm in the locker room. Myself, Adam Pierce, Jay Theory, and Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe asks out loud, am I in the main event? And I say, I don't know. So he goes out and looks at the sheet. Comes back at the door and says, fuck, I am in the main event. <laughs> and of course, I look at him. I look I kind of look bewildered, like, really? Then I think I'm a, I course I'm thinking myself, he's been hundreds of main events in his life. Hundreds in his career. Maybe thousands. And he looks at me and says, don't worry. When you get to where I am, you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Twelve, Twelve years in, I understand. <laughs> Brian, you are the type of person who really does not care about anything. You just, I mean, first on the card, last on the card, whatever. Brian Blaze is here to do a lariat, now a crossbody, and you don't care. Um, did it happen for you too? No. I, I, my first 
My first main event was against Mason. And I, I remember just sitting in that locker room like, damn, this shit was forever. Take it forever. It felt like it was, what, we was, a PCW show ran on like two hours. It felt like 20. Two hours, yeah, back. eight to ten. Yeah. It just felt like forever just sitting there waiting for it to happen. And I'm like, damn it. And then I think after that, it was me and Shane. Or was it me, you, and Vandal? Um, yeah, it was me, you, and Vandal. Like right before, I think it was right before Sticky Round One. Yeah, I think that was my next main. No, it was right before I lost the title. <laughs> and I think I think it was a little bit. It was a little bit easier then. Plus, we had just did that match like a week prior, and ain't nobody know it. So we were like, we just gonna do the same thing and change it. And uh. I mean, nowadays it's just like nowadays I prefer the show still, like and whether that's on add on the card is just like yeah, let's let's go out there and take it, screw it, <laughs> pick the crowd up, get them off their asses, enjoy the show. I mean, no, no matter where you, uh, no matter where you are in the card, you always want to be the best match on the card, no matter what, no matter what the mm-hmm. box you're in. No, that mm-hmm. never changes. No, that that deter- no matter where that determination never goes away. No matter how much sometimes you feel like, oh, I have to be, I gotta wait to all these matches just to go out and do fifteen to twenty. That would probably only, that would probably only go twelve. <laughs> and then you have to watch the monitor or peek through the curtain and make sure by nobody just did the exact thing that you're gonna do for the first. I was, the, the last time I remember being like, I'm glad we're main event, um, was when we, and I always say we, so just that, that goes without saying, me and Shane oh. wrestled strict night one night. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but when Shane wrestled strict nine at Why We Wrestle, I was like, you know what, I'm glad we're in the main here, because A, it meant something to me to be in that building. Mm-hmm. Um even when I was managing and people knew me and I talked to Jeff Bailey all the time, so it would have been no problem for me to walk in the back and say hey to my buddies and sit around. And But I just didn't feel right doing that. Um, same way with PCW. Uh, I just didn't go in. It just didn't feel right um, to go in and it, it not be – it wasn't even like, oh, I'm not good. From, it's not like in a stamp. It's not that. Um, it was just a, a level of respect for the people that worked there and earned their place, and especially that building. So I was a little mm-hmm. excited about that. And and Berg is there, and anytime Berg is there, I'm just a lot more excited about everything. And <laughs> I felt like that was a night that that show really needed a great main event. And, and I was excited about that, but. We're sitting in the back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this will probably go this way and do this thing, and this thing happens. And Shane does this move, and Strick does that move, so it's likely that this will happen and that will happen. And I look on the monitor, and that very thing is happening as I'm thinking <laughs> in somebody else's match. I remember this. I'm like, oh, can we, boys, we might have to X, Y, and Z when we wanted to bag, and, and, but it worked out. 
Um, and I was really, I, I, that was the, I really was proud of that one. Um, Shane, what's some of the stuff that, like, I know there's another one that I, I would imagine that you might think. Like, who are the best people that we worked? I, even though we only did it once, I loved our match with the movement. Oh, God. We just did that once? You know, it was only one time. That's hard to believe. And we went to a draw at that. Yeah. Yeah, but and I enjoyed that match so much. Um, and uh, it's a litany of guys. You can just list them. Um, Kyle Matthews. Yeah, the night uh, you broke your nose with Kyle. It wasn't broken. <laughs> it just got hit. I'm I might so have mad. done it myself. I'm so mad at I you, Kyle Matthews. I'll bust my nose with you. That's how good I love this match. I hurt myself as you, Kyle Matthews. <laughs> um, 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 that, that at night, the last time we worked Cyrus and Logan. Yeah. There is something between the four of us, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. It's, you know, three of y'all are really good, and I'm pretty funny. (laughs) That's that's what it is. Um, But but those, there's something about you and Cyrus that works so well. Um, And, you know, Logan and I are both really over the top and bombastic and We, we, it works. We feed off of each other, and it, it just works. But and you know the the tag thing we had was fun, and the match y'all had before was great, and we did that great finish. But the last time during Woody's um, benefit show, no, no, I think that was not that show. It was it was the show after that. Um, man, that thing was it was just it was just so well. And I've you know you you can get spoiled to crowd reactions. You can kind of get used to it or, or, you know, sometimes you just get so focused on what you're doing or I need to watch this or make sure that this is happening and is everybody okay and and you just kind of lose it. But for whatever reason that night, I could really tune in to how the people reacted. And there was a couple of times where it looked like you had him beat and he kicked out and you just heard this <gasps> and vice versa, he'd get you down and you'd kick out and you just hear this growl and they wanted you to win. So I was like, this thing, this thing is working and we could do this Forever, um, Brian. Oh, who oh, he didn't like hate wrestling the least. Because <laughs> I don't think you like wrestling anybody. <laughs> uh, the bullets up there. Oh God! Oh, we didn't touch that. I mean, I know somebody that don't like when we work when I work the bullets. Or one jacket <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, who else? I haven't worked Simon in a long time, but I, I didn't learn working Simon. I always learned something. Uh, we feuded a, a long, long time ago. Uh, and for a good long Rick. time, too. Rick also, yeah. I want to tell you, man, there was – it's hard to beat those two when they're when they're feeling it. I want to tell you, I think I've seen a lot of good things in this state. And I – Cannot put anything above Rick and Simon in that cage match at Peach State that night. Uh, it was it was not 
to wax poetic, but I'm going to wax poetic. Sometimes something happens, and I don't know what it is, and it's very rare. But sometimes everything you know about the business goes away, and you are just watching Mm -hmm. as a fan. And obviously that's great for people who are fans of, you know, people who are fans of wrestling. They get that feeling all the time. But for us who have who have been in it, um, it doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, you remember it. And I remember just being jaw on the floor watching this match. And it's not like they did a lot of crazy high spots. It's Rick and Simon. So you know yeah. what you're going to get in that regard. But mm-hmm. what they did do, I mean, it just punched you in the gut. Um, but, Brian, you mentioned working the bullets. Um, and, and you were at every sacred ground but one. You were with a mm-hmm. spirit, blah, blah, blah. You had your own poster. <laughs> um, <laughs> and most of those times, you were against the Washington Bullets. Which one of yeah. those is your favorite? Two. Two. Was it sacred ground, two? And I think, and I think that was the first one we did. Because, and it wasn't even because of the match. It was because after the match, and we got backstage, and Nemesis was pissed off. He was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> he what was, was mad about? The whole thing was, I don't know if y'all remember, but the end the end of the match was the Bullets together hit Jeter with the Marion Barry. Both of them. Both of them did the, both of them did two the back stabbing, two of them did the, yeah. And they pinned you to one, two, three. And Emerson was like, why did he lose? And it's like, well, I mean, we've been, we've been setting it up since, because this is we was on the tag team season for what, half of a year. We've been setting it up since June, July when we started that nobody's pinned you. So it, it, it only makes sense. And he just did not see it that way. He was mad and <laughs> I think I think we didn't get over that till we went till we went to and had the after party. Honestly, it was, I mean, to me, I'm to me because everybody everybody said it like Steve said it, Larry Goodman said it. it was like man, that that may have stole the show right there. That match was that match was it good. did steal the show. It is. <laughs> it's the only match that I can remember vividly. I remember some other dude worked Kyle Matthews and. Some bald headed dude now. He's bald now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If you like that sort of stuff, that's the kind of thing that you like. If you like Jay Lethal and Kyle Matthews and Shane Mark, whatever. If that's the kind of thing that you like, um, fine. But I remember, I remember everything about that match, and I mean, and I mean, I remember, I remember the ending and the things that. That's the one um, sacred. There's there's one of those at every sacred ground. Um, I did yeah. not get to see sacred ground one because I got caught up um, with curse <laughs> at a car dealership. Period. <laughs> had a ticket on my had a ticket on my refrigerator for months. Like yeah, this is gonna be great. There's an indie show and I'm gonna go check this shit out. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna go watch this thing. No, didn't happen. Find <laughs> a car. <laughs> and so didn't see that one. Uh, but second round two was bullets and and concrete gorillas at the time. 
Um, three, yeah. three was Vandalin. I, I say it every time. Three was Naja and Vegas. Naja and Vegas. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, four was the stretcher match for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did y'all ever hear Jeff talk about that? Oh, I oh, many times. It was the worst thing I've ever been a part of in professional wrestling. Didn't one thing about it look like a goddamn wrestling match? Not one thing! <laughs> I don't forget it. I remember. Yeah, he, he'd like you to, too. Um, I remember, you know, Steve and I would talk about this thing and that thing. I remember Steve saying, you know what? All of us remember it, and that's good because that's the head on the pike. That's the thing that makes you remember that because it's sacred ground and just because you have a match, that doesn't mean that's all you have to do. Right. I'll never forget that. That I always remember that. Um, sacred ground five, what was the thing? What was that one? Ooh. I know what five was, and yet again, it's De La Vega. <laughs> it's that De La was Vega. Trinity matches Vega and Simon Cameron and Master Chicago. It's De La Vega. And a close second at four was Vega and Adam Pierce too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, thing that was a number one cool. matches. Yeah. Yeah. Just beautiful. Um, six. It's the it's Jeter and the Bullets. I hate to say it. <laughs> Jeter mom, right? Yes. That, I, I mean, mom. if you get a That's My Baby chant. That's my <laughs> show. What, what can you do? What can you do? And then this year it was it was the, the triple threat. It, it was. Shane and Slim was, I, it was fair. I mean, again, if you like that sort of thing, if you yeah, like two really good wrestlers doing really good wrestling, being booked extremely well, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but just because this was the first sacred ground that I ever got to be in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has not happened thus far. Usually I have to do a million and fifty things, but I was just kind of in the back making sure things went well back there, but just the explosion when we thought Logan Creed was dead. <laughs> and and everybody's Boy, wondering why well, well who gets to who gets to come for Brooklyn? <laughs> what everybody's trying to figure out. They might not have said that, but I know wrestlers well enough to know what they're saying. Oh, that's what they were thinking. <laughs> And so you hear that big explosion, and I'm like, "What?" I'm I'm in I'm I'm not being able to see the TV. And I'm like, "What happened?" They're like, uh, "Logan's dead." And I'm like, "Oh, is he like dead, dead, or just kind of dead?" Oh, he's just kind of dead. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Talk about this. Talk about that. And the next thing is, oh, well, what happened? Oh, they just did doomsday device on Logan. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so now, now I'm up. I'm like, "Why well, am I going to miss the next thing?" Now he's really dead. I'm not going to miss the next thing. So then comes Pump Handle Driver, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Let's just stop the show. 
we can stop this now, right? We've we've done enough. We've we've given them too much for their money. Um, as as right. Brian again, Brian's been at all of them. I'm not going to take number five away from him because of Clayton County. But how did y'all feel? Sacred Ground one all the way to chapter seven. See, as you said, Shane, Sacred Ground one is just littered with. I mean, anytime you say those names, that's big. But especially right then and there, those guys were huge on the indie scene. I mean, you didn't right. even name Roderick Strong or Colt Cabana. No. <laughs> we're also on the Cassandra. I mean, you got Cassandra. Cassandra, um, who, and the other guy. Dwight Power. And I am most up by the other guy. the other guy. He hurt my homies. Don't talk about but, the other guy. How did that work? How did y'all feel about that, going from star-studded card, and then every year somebody would come in. You know, Pierce was in, and Bordell was in, and this person was in. This year, some maniac said, we don't need it. We ain't bringing nobody in. How did, because obviously they're not going to tell me this um, in the booking context, but was everybody cool with that? I was fine with it. I, I didn't, it didn't matter to me who brought in anybody or not. For me, from one to now, it never mattered who came in. All that mattered to me was who was going to step up. Yeah. Who was going to be the one to steal the show? Because that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what everyone wants to do. And I want everyone to follow along. Doesn't matter who you're in a match with, whether you're in the Platinum Royal, you're in a Platinum Trinity, or you're in the main event. Steal the show, but more importantly, steal the show from me. That's right. Because that makes me work harder. Uh And aside from three, you. That that is that's a great that's a great point because let's we know and it's, I'm not saying this because he is like family and I'm not saying this because he has allowed me to be around him for lo these many years. I mean Shane Marks is a one percent talent. That's everybody knows that he won Wrestle of the Year. Blah 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 blah. So on its face, people would assume that every year Sacred Ground is, is the is the Shane Marks show just because he is the most talented person on the card. And I'm here to say that you've never had the match that that stole the show. And I think that's, that's almost unfair to you because it's hard for you to steal the show because people expect so much out of your match. Like mm-hmm. the, your match can over-deliver, but the bar is already so high that it is about those guys that, well, okay, here's two small dudes fighting hair versus hair, whatever. And then they come out and just blow everybody away. Or here's, you know, Shane Marks versus Slim J. Duh. <laughs> okay, why did it take so many years for this to happen? Um, and then Brian and, and Trevor and Logan go out there and do that thing. That is the that is sort of the magic of Sacred Ground that it has become somebody else's show every year, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's so crazy about it. <laughs> and it's and the thing is that it never bothers me because <clears throat> I want the show to succeed. 
know, if they're not talking yeah. about my match, talk about someone else's match. But at least a lot, at least I'm going to make sure I'm in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, what is the thing that you have enjoyed most outside of PCW? Outside of PCW? Uh, wrestling wise, yeah. Well, obviously wrestling wise, the, the, the answer would be getting, seeing movies at Stonecrest. Otherwise, honestly, I I I like the reaction man you to get to places that I never seen us. Like it was we, because when we first started team, we 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 went to Alabama. Thanks to uh, to Sarian. and we was there like three or four times out of the month, and it was never the same venue. Like sometimes it was the same show, but it was never the same venue, and it was never the same crowd. So we go out there, and they were like, "Oh, this is old. Never mind. Let me, let me shut up. Let me shut up. This big guy's gonna kill me." And <laughs> I mean, before we can get the heat, we really wanted to get. I mean, we they stopped booking us there, and then now you know they got the whole licenses issue. Yeah, but uh, I mean, to me, like to me, part most of it. What was that? <laughs> most of most of wrestling to me is crowd reaction. Like if you if you can read a crowd, read a crowd, then then you good. Because I mean, half the time I think most of the guys wrestling today just give two shits about the crowd. They just know what kind of match they want to have, and they're gonna go out there and do it. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, we're, we're here to entertain them. I mean, we can have fun at the same time, but if they're not having fun, then what? What the hell is the point? Yeah, what right. What are we doing? What are we doing out here? Exactly. So, uh, I mean, and the, and the crowd's the reason why we do it. Yeah. Um, it's exactly. tough for us to admit that, being mean mistreaters that we are. <laughs> occasionally. Occasionally. Mm-hmm. But but it is, um, and that's you know that's why I will bend over backwards and and fight and claw and you know move around whatever I need to move around or or sit in the car for eight nine hours to get to stinking Blue Ridge in order to get I to Blue Ridge to say because right I will I will fight with a cheater for seventy two miles over nothing <laughs> to get to Blue Ridge because. There's that is so weird to me is is that is the place that as far as performance, not booking, not what I what I really want to sink my claws in. PCW is, is home. It's it always will be. But as far as performance, it's always got to go to Blue Ridge. And I don't know I don't I don't know what it is about that crowd that is so they have loved us. From the minute we stepped in there, um, regardless and, and of we how evil we were, we were being mistreated. We, we beat up everybody. <laughs> you beat up Ray Ray on first night. You first night one beat up Ray Ray. And hmm. they gave us sort of a wink and like, all right, please don't look Ray Ray no more, but come back. <laughs> <laughs> And it was Let so it crazy to be back because the last time Brian was there, they hated you too. Uh, you know, well, to my credit, they made me go out there and cut a promo about how dog cancer is. They did. They did. 
they did. I didn't want they to made it. you go pro cancer. When they said, hey, we need to go out there and cut a promo. And like, hey, cancer is stupid. And I was like, uh, I guess. Guess I, I got to be that guy tonight. <laughs> but you got to stand close to them strutting boys. And everything was okay. <laughs> and sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes. All right, boys, we're drawing near the end. Um, I don't feel like this would be complete if we did not talk about something that angered us all, because that is what we do most of the time, is talk about things that make us furious. Lord knows my a lot list of it. things that make me furious grows trash constantly. I think a lot of the for us yeah. is the same thing. Are we about to talk about trash man? No. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I just got a text that let me know that the Jagged Edge is listening right now. Wow. <laughs> I appreciate him <laughs> tuning in. And let me say this for everybody. We won a game. If we won one game. If, if not for the Jagged Edge, I would not be doing any of this. Um, I want that to be clear as a bell. <laughs> that, for better or for worse, I am his fault. So <laughs> take that for what you will. But, Brian, what is one of the things in wrestling, whatever it is, in, in performance, in, in booking, in whatever, what's the thing that drives you crazy? Uh, politics. I'm just going to jump right into it, politics. Get in there. I mean, and then another thing, uh, people people get so caught up in, like, wrestling here doesn't matter or wrestling here doesn't matter. And I'm like, you're not making millions of bucks right now, so apparently it does matter. I mean, if you don't go and get yourself out here and like, hey, I'm this guy, I'm trying to make it somewhere and build some kind of following, then what the hell are you doing? You ain't just going to go to freaking beyond and automatically be a top star. No, you got to build up you got to build up a following to, to get that. I mean, People people that just sit there and say that, like, hey, these shows are stupid. These shows don't matter. Why are you doing this show? Why are you doing that show? They they honestly get on my damn nerves. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. Shane, I know you never want to say anything bad to anybody. <laughs> but you're going to have to be bad tonight. What? I love everybody. Francis Bean. I know you do. I know. Um, if I can think of one thing that angers me, it's it would probably be when people say, "I do this for the rest. I do this for the fans. I do this for you know, the love of wrestling." And they go out and they just go out for themselves and not even acknowledge the fact that the crowd people are watching their matches. They just go out there and wrestle. But if you're supposed to be this guy that who, you know. You, you know, Shawn Michaels or Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. Well, what did they do that made you that made you want to watch them? You know, they did something. They did something to captivate to captivate you, and you don't go out there and do that. So, how are you for the people? You know, how are you a wrestling fan if you don't know why this person is doing this or why they did that? You just know that hey, they got real popular. Well, there's a reason why they got fucking popular. There's a reason why they're the people that they are. There's a reason why you're where you're at and you're complaining why you're not higher on the card. Because you're not doing what they do. 
Get your act together first. Learn, learn the business first. Learn why pro wrestling is what it is. Stop thinking like a wrestler and think like a performer. You know, go jump, jump in the sports entertainment bubble. And under that way, you understand why these guys were on top for so long. Why guys like Kevin Owens right now, where everyone said he would never make it there. Is the universal champion for a reason? Ask why.